it's time to sit down and relax for the good, the bad, and the sequel Q&A with your host, Doug. Last week's sequel was Son of the Mask, and as promised this week, I'm interviewing someone who is involved in the film. And that person is actor, writer, comedian, Jerry Miner. Jerry played the shopkeeper in the movie. Right off the bat, Jerry and I hit it off. I'm no Larry King or Marin, but think the conversation went pretty well. He told me some great stories from SNL, talked about the sequel. Overall, it was just a lot of fun. Stay tuned after the interview where I'll be playing you the trailer for next week's sequel that we're discussing. Enjoy. I was like, you know what? I know your email is Jerry Minor, but it could be a stranger pretending to be you. Exactly. <laughs> that's, exactly. What my bu- that's what my buddy said. He, he was like, what if when you like start the chat, it's just like a guy standing there and it's not oh, Jerry geez. Minor. I know. <laughs> this is awesome, man. So, Thanks so much I, for I taking actually, the time. I actually thought about um, tricking you and doing putting somebody in front of it. Which... <laughs> that would have been awesome. I would have loved it. That. funny to me. <laughs> like I could have recorded it and like, look at this guy. I think it's me, and it's not. Isn't that <laughs> or it'd been terrible. I'm like, oh, Jerry Miner, how you been? And you're like in the background, like this guy doesn't even know who I am. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. Um, yeah. There's uh, when I, uh, when I was at Saturday Night Live, there was a like a legend of a, a writer that was there, like right before me, and. Um, he was known to when we when the writers go in to pitch at Saturday Night Live, it's just a huge meeting. The guest is usually there. They all file into Lauren's office, pile like it's just way too many people, and everybody takes their turn at like pitching to the to the host. Um, you know, different sketches that they're going to do for the week. Yeah, and this guy would like make his pitches into a production. Like he'd come dressed <laughs> up as a pirate, you know, and he and he talked like a pirate. Like ah, I've got an idea for you, matey. <laughs> This sketch is the cheerleaders. And then, uh, and then he'd come as a cowboy and whatever. And then for a couple of weeks, he came with a baseball cap, like kind of, you know, over his head. And he would do his pitches, you know, kind of quiet and where you couldn't see his face. And then for a couple of weeks, he sent somebody else <laughs> with a baseball cap to do his pitches. And, uh, like, a lot of people didn't notice. Some people noticed. But, uh, yeah, Lauren noticed. That's but, uh, awesome. I'm sure he would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not him, is it? <laughs> <laughs> did you ever? Did you try to ever take a page of that book and be like, you know what? It wasn't worth sketches getting on air. Uh, no, it was just, oh. just have fun, you know. Oh. So no, I was I was actually too serious with that stuff. I was always like trying to come up with a, a fake pitch to make something seem real, so that people wouldn't know what I was working on. I was just, <laughs> paranoid you know so they wouldn't steal it i don't know what i thought you know (laughs) but other people were doing it so i'd be like i'm not saying what my real idea is oh that's awesome so you would not even present the real one when would you present the real one like how did that process work uh they have read through so you know you have a a a night where you a day where you pitch to the host and then you go back and write that night and then the next day you read the sketches with the rest of the cast and everybody and so that's when you usually unveil the you know, because you get to write like two or three sketches. Uh, oh, okay. Wait, did you ever pitch a sketch and like while you're pitching it to whichever host, where the, the whole time you're like, what, they're not even like paying attention or they just didn't get it, but you're like, I'm just going to power through because I'm having fun. 
Oh, I've done that and ended up having to do it. Having to do oh, it. really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's the things where I would try to come up with a fake one, but you try to make it seem real, you know, yeah. and like, yeah, the host really likes that. Let's go ahead and uh, do that sketch that you just made up. <laughs> yeah, here's a sketch. I'm going to be a poodle, and then uh, Christopher Walken's going to walk in. They're like, he's like, I love it. I'm love not good. I'm terrible at impressions, but. That's awesome. yeah, but, yeah, that's exactly what would happen. I love that. <laughs> that's, so awesome, that's so awesome. Yeah. So what I wanted to do is just really ask some questions about like your career. So mm-hmm. you're from Memphis. I was born in Memphis. Yeah. All right. Is that where I'm, you grew up? I grew up in Flint, Michigan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so I have family, a lot of family in Memphis, but I was only there for a few months before my parents. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then what got you started into you know, getting into this, like what age were you like, this is something I want to do. Uh, I was 21. Uh, and, um, it, it, around 21 is when I really I started. And then it took a few years for me to like really get going, you know, in it, but the 21 was the first time I would like go out to clubs and try to do stand. Oh, okay. Um, what made me do is I couldn't do anything else. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like funny in high school and, um, I have a really long story about the way I grew up. I grew up a Jehovah's Witness, so I was kind of sheltered, you know? Yeah. And uh, and definitely didn't have a career uh, path of, like, being in entertainment or anything like that. And I kind of fell out of that. And, like, the same day that I fell out of that, I was thinking, well, what do I like to do? You know? <laughs> what did I, I – I was a class clown, so, you know, that was – and it was a good way to get along with people, you know, because I didn't yeah, know yeah. a lot of people. Um, you know, yeah, so – for me, it was like a, uh, it was like a personality like changing thing. You know, it was like a way for me to like just become a, a real person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Now, did yeah. you start doing stand up like in Flint, where there clubs there, or is that was in Chicago? Yeah, no, it was, um, there was a few clubs in Flint, uh, and you know, at that time, it was like during the end of the stand up comedy boom. So, like, yeah, yeah, a bar or a club or you know, right down the street was doing stand up. Every every bar was doing stand up. You know, yeah, yeah. Time. So that's where I started around Flint and then uh, started hitting like the, the actual comedy clubs in around the Detroit area. Awesome. Now, did you get into like the improv scene? Because obviously you had something with improv and sketch. Mm-hmm. A little bit uh, at first. Uh, I didn't like it. Uh, oh, you didn't? There wasn't that much, you know, over and around, you know. And yeah, I was that's in, true. I was in Detroit. Um, but I, I met somebody who was going to Chicago every week ah. and improv classes. And that's where I kind of got familiar with how it was, how, <laughs> how it was done. Well, <laughs> the who people was, around Detroit were like doing it and they didn't know, you know, they didn't yeah. know what they were doing. You know? <laughs> uh, so who, where did you take your first class? Um, well, actually my first class, um, was second city when they came to Detroit. Oh, okay. Before then, I was just doing sketch with some friends of mine and I knew uh, a friend of mine was going back and forth from Detroit to Chicago, taking classes at second city. Oh, awesome. So I went with her, took a trip down there just to see the shows. And then she gave me an idea like, this is what they do. And these are the classes and this is everything that they do. Um, Obviously I didn't have the money to fly every week to (laughs) to, to Chicago to take classes. So as soon as they announced that they were, which was like within a year, they announced they were going to, build a second city in Detroit. Oh, sweet. I was down there. I auditioned and got in and then. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you just straight auditioned. You didn't even, that's awesome. I straight audition. I've been doing sketch though for a couple of years. I yeah, had a yeah. group and we were doing a lot of comedy clubs and colleges around. So I did have some experience and, uh, and then I kind of, you know, 
uh, performed with some of the local uh, improv groups. Like I said, they weren't that good. Yeah. So I had an idea what it was. I just didn't hadn't done it with people who had experience at it. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. So with like sketch-wise, some of the old sketches when you first started, do you have like any of that material laying around, like any of those notes or? Oh, I mean, some of that stuff has been done. Like I, I took that stuff and did it on television, you know? Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So the characters that I came up with, um, I used to do this character called the Chef Reverend. And uh, <laughs> it was just this... Uh, this guy's preacher, you know, preaching recipes. <laughs> uh, and I would do it at a, at a local comedy club all the time, and people really liked it. And I ended up giving that character to Cedric the Entertainer. I was a writer on his show. Oh, awesome. Like 20, 30 years later. Oh, yeah. that's so amazing. Yeah. So you were so able to like do that. Yeah, I keep, that. <laughs> yeah, I keep stuff in the, in the Rolodex, you know. That's and, so sweet. Uh, you know, when I get a job, especially at writing jobs, you, you, yeah, you yeah. got a couple of ideas, you know, so... That's that's the best thing. Of like, oh yeah, I did this thing. It kind of works. This is an idea. You know? Do you miss writing sketch? Or are you in the? Are you still doing any of that? Any of that right now? No, I'm writing more. You know, uh, kind of half hour. The last thing that I wrote and got paid for was a movie. Oh, you cool. Know? What movie is it coming out yet? Or no, no. we'll never see the last. <laughs> Here, here's some money to write this movie. Oh yeah, when's it coming out? Never. We're just never going to shred it. Well, the company doesn't exist anymore. So oh. that kind of thing happens. You know, oh. Yeah. So I can try, I mean, I've tried to get it, you know, sold to other places, but you know, if it's going to get made, another place has to buy it from that company, which doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a whole thing. You know, this happens all the time. There's tons of stuff that's just like sitting in a warehouse somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. At least the check cleared. That's all that matters. Oh, that's, that's definitely what matters. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, I don't get as much of a chance to write sketch only when I do them. So yeah, and yeah. I still do, uh, you know, comedy clubs around town. Uh, I live That's in LA it. now and, um, I don't do stand up necessarily. I, I'll come up and do a character, a sketch character. That's awesome. I still do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, did you enjoy that more? Like going on stage and being like, you know, the chef reverend rather than Jerry Minor stand up? Uh, yeah. Well, stand up. Yeah, I just I just wasn't patient at getting <laughs> it, and I was better at like acting, and then you know, kind of like just gravitated toward that. You know. Yeah, and no script because I uh, it's just looking at your IMDb and like watching you over the years, you seem like you were involved in a lot of like unscripted shows, ones that had like yeah. words to go by, but you weren't mm-hmm. like hammered yeah, to yeah. them. Right, right. So yeah, somewhat. And some some you, you'd be surprised at how much. Oh, really? Script, but yeah, but um. You know, yeah, I think it's a curb your enthusiasm, yeah. and then I did a show on crossballs. You know, and, and and then even in those shows, even though they're improvised, there was a lot of like preparation and really what I was doing beforehand. Yeah, yeah, especially like crossballs. That was something that um, I was in on the beginning. You know, helped uh, create the show, and we thought that we'd be able to like wing it, and and a lot of it was uh, you know interactions with real people. Yeah, yeah, on set with us. And you know, we first thought it when we first started rehearsing. We thought we'd just you know be able to do that, and it ended up having we'd have to edit so much out of it. You know, yeah. improvising, you just have to get to a place that you want to go to. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to like knowing exactly where you want to go, it was just so much easier. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, <laughs> improvising, but still, we had like sentences that we wanted to say. Yeah, we knew that those would be able to get out because if we didn't then, you know, it's just too hard to edit it together. Yeah, yeah. And then here's something, obviously, that wasn't 
the definitely unscripted crank yankers mm-hmm. yeah yeah and you saw that's that's yeah. might be rebooted so yeah 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 hopefully yeah i'm just like hopefully they'll give me a call yeah. <laughs> ezekiel magoo needs to come back that was so much fun that, that was weird because like they um i don't know if i'm giving anything away but they have to go to las vegas to do the calls because um it's illegal to oh yeah prank phone calls in in california <laughs> okay. have to go to nevada so everything's illegal in the nevada <laughs> well anything like that like shooting um you know uh, people on camera that they don't know you know hidden cam- camera stuff you know oh, okay. that's, that's where you go to do it you know because it's close to los angeles but yeah yeah it's legal to do um, so yeah they make the calls and you just go into a studio and and make the calls from from nevada but you get there. I got out there, you know, a day before. So I was out all night yeah. <laughs> gambling, <laughs> losing my money. And then I was like, oh, hung over trying to do these, yeah. these prank phone calls in a bad mood. How many did you have to do until you got that one? Um, it was. Well, it was two. Hours. Yeah. It was eight hours. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, made a lot of different phone calls. So a lot of different oh, characters. Okay. Yeah. I think I did another character. Uh, on the show that ended up on there, but oh, okay. a lot of times it would be like eight hours. I mean, we'd I'd make a lot of phone, a lot of hangups, a lot yeah. of you know, until you got to somebody good. Yeah, I do telemarketing, so I get hung up on all the time. So you you know you know what it's like. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I felt like when we were in the studio. It's just, <laughs> just like being a telemarketer, like because people are just so rude. <laughs> <laughs> was was there any other performers in there at the same time? No, uh, but there were a ton of writers, um, oh, okay. and I even had uh, one of my friends who's a performer writer. Oh, there, awesome! And they were like writing stuff on a you know a, a board chalkboard oh. for me to say. Oh, like yeah. mid phone call, they're like, "Oh, this." Oh yeah, oh yeah. During it, they're going like, "Say this, say this." You know, oh, it's that's invaluable. I mean, if you don't have that, oh yeah, then it's really difficult to try trying to figure out. But if you got like five choices of what you could say, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, next one, you're like, oh, this is easy. No, that's good. Yeah. Better have choices rather than trying to pick something up in your brain. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the character that uh, Ezekiel Magoo, I, I rewatched <laughs> it this morning, it kind of reminded me of a character from Bob and David. When you were like an action fighter, you and uh, David Cross. That one made up all on the spot. I made oh, the okay. name up on the spot. Like, I was yeah. just like, because it was uh, probably like, you know, five hours into it. Yeah, yeah. Ezekiel uh, <laughs> It was hilarious. It and then they, then they make the puppets up after you do yeah, the yeah. thing. So they can like, it, it's so funny that they can make this whole world up that you just like came up with it in five seconds. Yeah, yeah. That, that one, I, those ones are like, I was just winging it. Yeah, that, that was really one that was like not, a, not preparation involved. Yeah. And another thing that didn't have preparation was that you're on Trigger Happy TV. Yes. Um, was that in Nevada? Was that film there or? Uh, we did a lot in Vegas, but we also did it, um, a lot around the country. Uh, Miami, Minnesota, just went to places where you could film. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a fun We show. did a, a lot in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. That was so over the yeah. top and ridiculous. And- yeah. I don't know if you ever saw the British version, but that was that, uh, guy, Dom Jolly's. It's like his, his baby. And he even did yeah. some of the, our, ver- our, the American version. Um, that was a lot of fun to do, yeah. uh, but you know, it was just a really small show with no budget. Um, you know, we just, we just go out with a camera crew and go to Vegas and shoot out on the street. 
um, didn't have a lot of protection, you know. <laughs> so I was having some dicey moments with people, you know. I bet. People, yeah. <laughs> like some, did you have, did you have a chance on that? It's like, obviously, you're not credited as a writer on that. But are you still like writing ideas, like contributing to like what? Hey, I think on, this might work. On that show, I tried to, and and none of the stuff I was like I had <laughs> ideas for it never worked, you know. <laughs> So, but yeah, no, all that stuff was like it was writers would come up with the ideas. Dom Jolly a lot, um, the guy, the creator, he would come up yeah, with a yeah. lot of the ideas to do, and we would just do them. Yeah, the idea, I, I got better at that kind of stuff by the time I got the crossballs. Yeah. When I was there, a lot of the ideas I would have, he was just good at doing it. He'd done it so long, he did yeah. it himself, you know. Um, that I would be like, I want to try this thing. And they go like, that's, that's yeah. just never going to work. And He's like, we have a formula. We've been doing this for a long time. And that's yeah. how it works. Even if you had the greatest idea ever, yeah. I'm sure he has this formula. Like, this is how it's going to go. This is how it's going to go. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So real quick, I just want to touch on this. So you were in Son of the Mask. <laughs> so here's what I want to know about like movies. This is the first time I've talked to, obviously, an actor that gets paid. Like I have some friends that do like independent things, but, uh, right. So how does that work when you're on? Like, I know it's probably only, what, what, what was it? A one day or two day shoot? Um, that was a couple of days, but I didn't even been three. No, it was two. Um, it was a lot of, um, special effects. So yeah. it took, a, it took a while. Um, although what ended up in the show wasn't like that much of a special effect. Like I was, I ended up jumping on this table and yeah. at first they thought that I was going to get on wires and fly on the table. Yeah. And I jumped. It was like, well, let's just try jumping up on the table. And I jumped and they're like, that's fine. We only need to hook up these wires. <laughs> so I ended up having to do that a million times, you know? <laughs> but I wish I was on wires, but, um, that was in Australia too. Oh, it was. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, shot that in Sydney. Is there um, a reason why they do it there? Was there like tax breaks or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? yeah, and they did a lot of like um, outside kind of. Oh, I guess they did, yeah, they did a little outside kind of stuff. So it kind of went to um, some of the location stuff that they were doing. Yeah. So how did that uh, process work? Your agent called you and was like, "Hey, there's this role in Son of the Mask. Do you want to audition?" That, for no, that was like a weird, that was one where like, can you get on a plane and be in Australia tomorrow? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, because there's no black people in Australia. <laughs> like, you know, we would have gotten a local hire to do this part, you know, but I can't find anybody <laughs> in Australia. And this is supposed to be New York, it's supposed to be New York City. Yeah, yeah. Um, so can you come out tomorrow and stay? And I had to go a week. So for cool. me, it was like, wow, this is really cool. I get to shoot two days, but be there five days. Yeah, yeah. Get a day because of the time change. Um, yeah, I, you know, and I was available. So That's awesome. I went. Didn't know about taxes, though. And I got back and ended up like not making any money. Oh, man. <laughs> it was like a double tax. Oh, was that bad? Yeah, I got taxed in both. I mean, you get it back at the end of the year, but yeah, when, yeah. I got, when I got my check, it said zero. So it's, <laughs> so it's good for the studio, but it's not good for the actors. Not necessarily. I, I, like, you know, the next year I got. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. But uh, yeah. But no, I, got, I opened the check. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's not awesome. right. Did yeah. you know, like when you were filming it, did they, this kind of ties into when you were on Drunk History, but did they like have Bob Hoskins voice? And did you know it was Bob Hoskins voice? Yeah. 
where you're like, yeah, oh I knew it was going to be this him. Bob yeah. Hopkins. This is like a big actor that I'm talking for. Yeah, I knew it was going to be him. Well, I knew that. That was the whole thing. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, if you're going to be doing this thing, you're going to have to talk in Bob Hoskins' voice, and I had to do this. I had to get fitted for a, um, a thing for the eye because yeah, yeah, the Odin's eye. Um, yeah, and I had to do all that in the day and kind of match his voice. But yeah, but all that stuff was done. Was he out there? No, he was done. I feel like he was done filming. He didn't have to come to Australia for some reason. He probably did it all in one day or two days in, <laughs> in a, a studio. In a yeah. studio, yeah, because he w- didn't never had to be physically with the other actors. He was always in in Asgard or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, I think he did his stuff in a studio in, in L.A. Now, when you get that part, do they just say, "Hey, you're going to do this"? Do you see anything else from the movie or just your part? Uh, that I happened to see because I was um, I was friends with Jamie Kennedy too. Oh, okay. So I got there a couple of days before and um, they had filmed a lot of the movie. So I got to see a lot of the dailies. I got oh, to go awesome. to some of the shooting and just see stuff, you know? Yeah. So that movie I did happen to, see, to know what was going on and what they were putting together. Now, when you were watching the dailies, were you like, you know what? This could be something. Yeah. No, I mean, I saw that and I did not think that. <laughs> oh, okay. I did. <laughs> I thought like, this is going to be a really crazy um, uh, studio, uh, special effects movie. Yeah. But I couldn't see the effects. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I could see wires and stuff, you know, and, <laughs> and the stuff I was looking at. So I thought, like, oh, it's going to be a crazy special effects, you know, whatever movie. It's crazy if you look back, because when we watched the movie, me and my buddy, and then we, like, talked about it. And, again, I've never made a movie, so – it's it's still amazing that the writers, the directors, the actors were in a big movie. So it's not like we're sitting there like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. There's just some parts <laughs> to it that are really questionable. And you got to think, if you look back, that movie came out in 2005, 2004, and the oh, wow, yeah. original came back, came out 11 year, uh, 10 years prior. Mm-hmm. So you look at the original and you're like, man, the graphics in that are like way ahead of its time <laughs> compared to even what they did. Wait. And I don't know if you knew this or not, so the original movie, the budget was right around like $21 million. I know there's a 10-year difference, but can you guess what Son of the Mask the budget was? I'm going to – well, it, it's either around the same or 80 to 100. Oh, you got it. 80 to 100. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, don't, they don't even have the real total. They have that listed online, but – it's crazy. <laughs> you see some of these movies, and you're like, "Where did the money go?" That's what I, it didn't go on. Jim Jimmy Kennedy was not a twenty million dollar actor, obviously, ever in his career. Yeah, it definitely didn't go to the cast. And and I remember like that being like, um, you know, people had gotten passed over. I don't know who got offered that first, but like yeah, it yeah. was, it was like passed over, and it, it had gotten down to that point. Yeah. So it's crazy when you think about the money, like, well, I can understand Special effects, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, and they're not that great, but I, I mean, but then I while we we're filming, I thought they were gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. What they were saying was gonna happen was was like sounded amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know, didn't come you out get, that way. You know, yeah, you, who you get is and the director. I think he had done like um like the, some of those talking um animal movies. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I looked him up. Yeah, so it wasn't like he wasn't an action director you know you know what i mean so i don't know if it led to that no i know 
nobody was going to be like <laughs> mouth moving up. <laughs> sometimes I feel like, and, I've, and you worked on a bunch of different projects. Sometimes I feel like the studio wants to get something done and they just, they have to get it done. You're right. I wonder, right. I wonder why, do you have any guess as to why they have to do that? You know, it's just like anything else. I think, I think sometimes people just get caught in a money pit and you gotta, you gotta finish it, you know? And yeah. then, I, you know, I, I just, who knows what the money stuff is like, or who people are like, yeah, I need a loss this year or something, you know, like <laughs> but they're looking for failure. I, I don't know. I don't know how, how that happens. Yeah. It's a, it's a question. Yeah. It's like the producers. They're like, Oh, you know what? Let's do son of the mask. Next one, the mask grandfather. And then we'll just keep going with it until we're, but, uh, no, that's you know, awesome. I, you know, I wonder like some of the stuff I'm seriously like, I, I mean, we've known like the movie projects have been uh, laundering. Oh, I know. Laundering yeah. things, you know, so I, I wonder sometimes it's like, uh, probably like movies that you see come out that were just money laundering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you ever listened to How Did This Get Made with Paul Shear and Jason Manson. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So they, I forgot what movie it was. They talked about that, that it was like this. I don't know what country the guy was from who was the head of the company. And it was all money laundering. Like mm-hmm. money, the movie, same sense. It was like $80 million and the budget was, uh, it was ridiculous. And there was like no background actors, no like big name actors. So it, it is crazy. Like, and it seems like you said, I know special effects are a lot, but are they $60 million, $50 million? I don't think so. Not those. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, you know, like all that stuff has been questionable to me, and I, I, I don't ask too many questions. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm in Australia. I'm hanging out. Did you have a chance to like go out of the, of yeah. Sydney and go out? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That, I did more of that than I did working. So yeah. that was that, that was for me. It was like yeah, I didn't get paid, but it was a free trip. Yeah. Know. Have you gone to any other countries to film? No. Nope. So that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's great that that worked out. You were able to go to Australia on somebody else's dime. I don't know why my dog's barking. Sorry. Yeah, oh, it's okay. I, yeah, I, have two, I, uh, I have two dogs. I can't believe that are quiet right now. I, you know, and I did this at this time because I thought that uh, it would be quiet. Oh, don't worry it's about a quiet it. Quiet time of day. And stop. <laughs> what kind? Of, what kind of dog do you have? Uh, golden doodle. Oh, huh, nice. <laughs> yeah, nice? I'd make him come over here, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know anything about them, but they're like really friendly. Oh, they're super friendly. Oh, we have one. We live in an apartment complex and we have like a ton of dogs around. Uh, we have two uh, uh, pit bull mixes. So, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So people see them and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> they like run away from us. And they're super friendly. They just like uh-huh. sound like their bark, their playful bark doesn't sound. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yo, no, <laughs> I mean, this neighborhood is like just pit bulls all over the place. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. We rescue them all the time. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. yeah so, Let's like go next to uh, what are some projects that you've worked on that if there was like a Jerry Miner, if there was like something in the future, 200 years in the future, like what is one thing that you'd want somebody to see that you were in? You're like, you know, this is something that is me. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I mean, I, I always think of it as the whole and, that, and you know, yeah. there's one more thing. So if somebody said like, what's one thing that I could watch that would really encompass you? I'm like, well, there's nothing. You yeah. got to watch the whole library. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, the, the stuff that I was, that I love doing the most, I think was Mr. Show. Yeah. Uh, it was the first, um, you know, my first show doing it. It's the first 
experience in, in, in LA and Hollywood shooting anything. It was so uh, cool. And I love that show because it is, those guys are improv based and it's so cool that, <clears throat> that the whole episode is like an improv scene. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. watching a long form, you know, it goes from each thing connects to each other. Right. So it's great. How was that show written? Was it like, well, let's start with one sketch and then we're going to continue go off of that. Yeah. Sometimes, um, sometimes, um, you know, I think when they first started, uh, they would have like a theme of a show and that kind of, that became kind of hard just because they would pitch sketches, you know, you come up yeah, with yeah. sketches. And so I think for them, it was more of a, um, you know, let's think about some sketches and then now, now let's start to think about how they could come together. And then let's start to think about the things in between the sketches. And now we got a whole show. Yeah. The first time when you were out there, like they saw you in Chicago or in Detroit? In Detroit. Yeah. Um, and actually I filmed, uh, like it was um, a sketch that ended up in the, second season i think but um when they were filming a pilot i filmed the pilot oh okay with them and they came to detroit to film it and that's how i got to know them and, and that, did, and that they sketch get, ended up on the show oh awesome and how did they hook up with you was it just uh, uh director, oh, okay the director uh, was directing that sketch and uh he was also directing me i was in second city in detroit oh, okay. and um so it just happened to put us together and he's like oh we need an actor and, and that's how i got to know him and then you were out there ever since in California? Um, I just kept in, I just kept, no, I kept in contact with Bob um, for years, years after that. And so I didn't go on the show until like I did that pilot. And then it was like two I, years later, I think, or three yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up in the third season That's and awesome. I just, I, I just see him in places. I, I went to Toronto. Um, so I left the cast in uh, Detroit, went to Chicago for a while and then left that cast and went to Toronto for a while. And I ran into Bob and he's like, oh, you know, the show's on and it's been on. And I'm like, yeah, I've just seen it. <laughs> yeah. Come watch LA, you know, an audition. And that's what I did. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Toronto, how'd you like, how long are you up in Toronto? Um, almost two years. I loved it. I grew up in Michigan. Um, so I, I'd go there all the time. So I was familiar with it. And the opportunity came up just to join the cast when I was in Chicago. Um, I love it. I still go there all the time. And that was Second City like, there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, Second awesome. City. Is that where Mike Myers? Mike Myers was at that one, right? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the, you know, the the SCTV people were yeah, yeah. City, uh, in in Toronto because that was SCTV was based in Canada. Yeah, so yeah. So John Candy and Eugene Levy, Rick Moranis, all those guys, those yeah. were the Toronto people. Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now when we got married, me and my wife, we got married just us. Niagara Falls mm-hmm. and then we went to Toronto for like a couple of days afterwards because mm-hmm. she just started a teaching job so we needed to do like a short weekend but our hotel was like brand new just built but we were right across from Second City so like we're walking around oh, like, oh my god this is so what awesome is these guys were there mm-hmm. now I know you were there too that's awesome so you were up by the Sky Dome then, right? yeah yeah mm-hmm. yep great city I mean it's a lot of fun uh, you know it's uh um, if people don't know, it's a, it's got a tradition of uh, theater there. Um, a lot of shows have started there and went to Broadway. So, and, and then the second city thing is like, just had its own tradition, uh, apart from Chicago, even though a lot of those people, you know, had gone back and forth. They started obviously. Um, but, um, they just had their own, you know, it's Canadian, you know, they have their own yeah. uh, culture and stuff like that. It was, it was cool to like, to learn that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's good to learn like different types of humor 
Especially mm-hmm. nowadays, it seems like Canadian uh, on Hulu. There's like so many different Canadian shows on Hulu and Netflix, and mm-hmm. some I get and I enjoy, and then some some they just talk <laughs> some they talk too fast. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like I just want to turn it down just a tad, and then I would get it. Uh huh. Right. Right. About <laughs> British shows too. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So let me. Uh, I have some notes written down. Let's see what else we have. Oh yeah. So one. I think one of the first things that I remember seeing you on. Uh, was definitely beer league. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the first time that I remember seeing you is I didn't watch Arrested Development when it was on. and I didn't watch Bob and David was when it was on mm-hmm. but afterwards I did, but, uh, yeah, uh, beer league was awesome. That I was just thinking uh, about that this morning. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm from New Jersey. So like people love Ralph Macchio in the tri-state area, yeah. Artie yeah. Lang, Howard Stern. So like yeah. <laughs> that movie was like filming that movie. I would guess, it had to rival the stories of like Caddyshack. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, you know, where we were all around that area in New Jersey. So yeah, yeah. like the Bayonne uh, Union, you know, uh, we stayed there, but it was like the middle of the summer. And uh, a lot of the bulk of it was those baseball scenes. So what I remember from it was just like standing on that damn hot baseball field all day because you got to be there you got to be in the background i can't just like put a, an extra effect yeah, yeah you know so if you're they're filming a scene where the pitcher and the catcher are talking that may take all day yeah, yeah. but i gotta stand there behind them because i'm in the shot you know? yeah yeah and you gotta be like i can't be like hot you know or bore sitting down i gotta like act like i'm <laughs> ready to catch and that might take 12 hours yeah, yeah. standing in the sun <laughs> That's what I remember, but it, yeah, it wasn't like um, it wasn't like rowdy. Uh, if you, that you might think, even though we shot a lot of like rowdy scenes. And, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Fake coke, fake cocaine, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then like Artie was uh, doing the show then, uh, and I think he was going through like some hard times then too. But and I didn't know; I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. So he was just spending all his time like either doing a show or shooting and one or the other so so for him it was like uh 24 7 you know yeah yeah essentially that the show was on yeah so he was having long days yeah he was like shoot you know doing the show and then coming in right after and some days he took i think he took like a week off but yeah yeah um yeah he was shooting the show and coming and shoot right after that that was tough no it's definitely a cult classic people love that movie and they oh, just that's did like good. A, they did like a screening out here a few years ago ralph macchio Oh, that's cool. there. so uh no it's it's an awesome movie and then right after that i remember it was like uh lucky louie mm-hmm. was yeah that was an awesome show yeah it was right after that i was uh getting ready for lucky louie as i was shooting um that movie yeah it was it was it was a good show i, I wish it would have stayed on i think it was you know there were some changes going on at hbo at the time so it didn't really have like um the backing um, from people who were going to ended up taking over and things just kind of shifted around and whatever. Yeah. But I thought like it really had a good potential to become, a re- and people love that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, the pacing of it was great. And uh, it just had the edgy jokes that you didn't see mm-hmm. that much, especially like towards the daughter. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Some of the things they would say to like, a, I don't know, a six year old girl, like <laughs> you were just like, Oh my God. Yeah, when I had nudity on it, it was like a four-camera sitcom. It was yeah, yeah. crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was hard for people to like get used to, but yeah. but like you know, the 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 target audience 
for who that was for, man, they would love it. When I go places like, you know, not necessarily like in, in you know the Hollywood audience, but when I would just go places, you know, people yeah, yeah. love that show, man. I love that show. You know, <laughs> I said somebody stopped me. I was in walking in Harlem. I thought they were going to rob me. It was in the middle of the night. And I just gotten off a plane and I was walking down the middle of the street with my suitcase and these two dudes started following me and I'm just like, Oh shit. And like, hey, lucky Louie, dude. Those are the kind of people that would stop you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like, you know, I live in Los Feliz. So it wasn't like LA where like hipsters, I was used to that kind of audience where they don't say anything to you and somebody's just staring at you or whatever. Yeah. But like real people, you know, <laughs> When I go to Flint, when I go back, I'm from, from, I grew up in Flint. Real people from Flint would stop me. You know, like, that show's awesome. They're like, so, yeah, I wanted a Frankenstein doll too. I mean, the, the people who live that experience. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, my wife doesn't have sex with me. Either. <laughs> <laughs> God, that was awesome. Yeah. Oh man, God, that was so cool. So, what are some like uh, projects that you're working on right now? Shows, shows that are on. I'm in a show called um, "Those Who Can't." It's I think it's right in the middle of the season. It's on True TV. It comes on uh, Mondays at ten. Uh, it's about a group of teachers. It's a lot like that's sunny in Philadelphia, except they're they're teachers. Yeah, yeah. Now my wife loves that show. Oh, she's cool. A, she's a teacher, so she loves it. <laughs> I, I wonder like, what teachers think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been. I did that. I just did um, a Netflix special that'll probably be out summer. Oh, sweet! Uh, it's um, it's a roast battle, except um, it's a historical roast battle. So Jeff Ross, you know, the same guy who does all the roast, the yeah, roast yeah. celebrity roast. Uh, this one is like uh, they got celebrities um, imitating historical people. Oh, sweet! But yeah, it should be funny. I I only saw the one I did. Obviously, I was there, uh, which was really good. Uh, but I heard about some of the other ones that they did that were amazing. That's really that's a good concept. Yeah, so yeah. on Netflix. That's sweet. They've been doing the show live like, here in LA. Oh, they have. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They did the roast battle for years, and and then they did. Um, you know, they've done some celebrity roasts. Uh, they do it at the comedy comedy store, and then they started doing the historical roast. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I saw Jeffrey Ross probably. I think right when the roast started getting like real big and he became like the roast master and mm -hmm. he's from Jersey. So mm -hmm. when I was there, he had, it was like the same night as his high school reunion and uh -huh. he had like people that he went to school with. He was like, Oh, I'll give you a bunch of tickets. And they were sitting like right near us. He had his aunts there, his mom, and he brought each and every one up and roasted them in front of the audience. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> his one aunt brought him soup and he like had a taste of soup in front of everybody. He like spit it out and like, no, it was it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I love that. I love roast. Um, you know, I, I I went to a couple of them. I think I went to the Rob Lowe one, and I went to oh uh, James. Um, I forgot that actor's name. Uh, they're a lot of fun to go to. Yeah. Um, they don't cut out that much either. They usually leave a lot. They they left a lot more in than I thought that they would. Yeah, there's some uh, people that you didn't think would be good, but the material that's written for them, like Martha Stewart, is like. <laughs> yeah. real. well and again as long as those people and they tell people don't come in with your own stuff like when uh uh ann coulter came she insisted Ugh. on doing her own material and she bombed and uh 
you said what's her face uh, came in and just went right off script. <laughs> it's just the same guys have been writing it from the start. Oh yeah, yeah, same people from the beginning of all. They write all the roast. Uh, they're good. Oh yeah, they've studied these people. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? <laughs> they'll give you good jokes, man. And the best, the best people will. Um, it's a combination, you know. Um, obviously, like Jeff Ross is do his own stuff, um, but. Um, and from what I've seen, like the best people take a, a lot of their own stuff and then take a lot of stuff from the writers. Yeah. They have like a war room when they have like, it's like bullies. It's like the best bullies ever. And it's just like picking apart people. <laughs> well, it's all about uh, the war room is uh, who's going to be there and just yeah. writing a joke. So there's a card like, oh, you know, who's going to be on the dais. Yeah. It's a bunch of jokes. Sarah Silverman, Sarah Silverman, you know, yeah, yeah. and then whoever the, you know, the, the host is or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever have a chance to be in that writer room for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay. um, let's see. Um, well, obviously, for the for the one that I did, um, they you, you go in and um, and read all the jokes, you know. So they want you to do the best job you can. So yeah, yeah. You, you're trying to work the jokes as as well as anything else. So you you're tossing out and putting things in giving them wording to make it more comfortable for you, all that kind of stuff. So you just definitely an input, you know, you have in it. Yeah. And how long, how long beforehand do the, like the celebrities like Martha Stewart, how long beforehand does she get? Um, I mean, I think that they can ask for them, you know, like depending on how they're working, like some of the people who are really into it might be working with them, you know, throughout the week, but usually a day or two. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. And they know what everybody's going to do and stuff, you know. So uh, if there's um, if there's somebody who's like, you know, they're they're, they're going to write their own stuff, then they've submitted that, and the writers have gone through it, and all that stuff. The network knows what they're going to say. Do they ever say, or is there any celebrities like, hey, they can't make fun of this about me? Um, they don't like doing that, but yeah, I mean, everybody wants oh, yeah. <laughs> wants there to be some kind of like off. You know, like I feel like I haven't seen Rob Lowe's in a while, but I feel like right in the beginning there was like a really a comfortable joke. Even in I think it was in the intro video, and I remember his face was like, "Oh my god!" Like I cannot believe it. I don't know if it was like he dated an underage girl or something. It was like some kind of joke like that. Well, he did. Oh, the Democratic Convention. Yeah, it comes up every once in a while, but (laughs) people just forgot about it. And Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think if he had the opportunity, I'm sure he would be like, I don't want that one now. Yeah, yeah. Please don't uh, mention that ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, but the, the show itself, I know that they don't. They really discourage that. They want to be able to go wherever they can. Makes the show good. You know, that's what people expect to see on the show, you know? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They want to hear the thing that makes people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's going to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. So are there any projects that you've done that maybe people that are listening to this or even – something I haven't seen that you're like, you know what? This is really good. Like this didn't get the love that it should have. Oh, well, I thought of everything that I've done. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah. Yeah. No, not really. You know, um, I feel like that a lot of the stuff I've done was underrated. I, I felt like lucky Louie was, uh, was not appreciated, but I also felt like it it wasn't on long enough for, yeah. to be, you know, to get, to get, uh, get good, you know, 
But yeah. I, behind the scenes, I could see where it was going to go. So that probably was one where I thought like that was that would have ended up being um, really popular. Yeah, I think a lot of shows. If you go back and look, like a lot of shows in the first season, it's totally transformed. Oh, yeah, definitely characters. Yeah, definitely. Like you were on the. It's funny. Like when we were deciding we were going to do Son of the Mask, and I watched it. And then I was like, I'm going to reach out to, I was like, Jerry Miners in this is so awesome. He's in so many movies. And every time I see you, you're like, you make me laugh. Like in Thank you. That you're in. No, I'm proud, man. So then, so then we just had a baby. So I'm up at night me and too. while I'm feeding her and I'm like, all right, you just had a baby too? Mm-hmm. Well, it was nine months, 10 months. Yeah. Oh, congrats. Yeah. yeah. Mine, How- uh, she is seven weeks. Oh yeah. You're right. You're in. The- yeah. 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 You got a lot more um, sleep to lose. Yeah, yeah. But it's great. I work from home, so it's awesome. So I'm not going into yeah. an office. But uh, so at night, I have to like pick shows to watch. And it just so happened the ones that I've been binging are you were on. You're on The Office. Oh, cool. oh okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which was, that show is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like a different side of you. You were like, a little bit, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, like, uh, <laughs> I auditioned for um, um, oh. John Krasinski's part. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, you know, at the beginning. Um, and uh, and they told me, like, oh, it was amazing. Now, obviously, we're going to go in a different direction with that, but you were really good. Like, you really did a good job with that, at that audition. And I didn't hear anything from them for years. Yeah, like seven, uh, or, seven or eight seasons. Yeah, yeah. It took a long time for me to get on. Um, and then, they, yeah, they put me... Because Craig, who yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd uh, you know done some sketches with and stuff like that, was a friend of mine. You know, I'd been on for years, and I was glad that they got like our character yeah, yeah. arc in there somewhere like that. But yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> um, it just took a long time. Same thing with like um, uh, Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah, I um, you know knew those guys from the beginning. Knew a lot of the writers. Had even worked with some of the producers. Uh, did a pilot with them. Oh, okay. Um, and they brought me in a lot of times audition. You know, like for parts, and just never got it. And then finally. You know, the eighth season, <laughs> I got out. Is Larry involved in that? Are you auditioning for Larry? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, that one, I don't think I auditioned for. Oh, okay. They were like, um, hey, we met him before. and Yeah, exactly. You know what? And I think one of the problems was with me is that um, a lot of his scenes are confrontational. <laughs> yeah, most yeah. of it is. <clears throat> right? And uh, But it's... It's if you, if you're trained in improvisation, you're not trained necessarily against uh, confrontation, but uh, you're trained to try to limit confrontation so yeah, that yeah. the scene can keep going. Yeah, so yes and yeah, yes and right. Yes. They don't do a lot of yes anding on 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 uh, Larry David that necessarily, you know, because <laughs> yeah, no. you're arguing a lot. Yeah. So a lot of times I would audition. Um, I wouldn't argue with him. It, I would end up being like. You know, you try to cause some kind of uncomfortable posi- situation, and yeah. I was always like, "Oh, okay, like yes, Andy." You know? <laughs> the part I ended up getting was a part where I ended up having to yes, and and be nice to him. A nice, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's probably why I never got it before because I never fought him, and it just never felt like right for me. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you're trained a certain way, you know. You're trained yeah. to you know keep it going. Like I took a few improv classes. We lived in Portland, Oregon for a few years, mm-hmm. so it's something I always wanted to do. So I took a few classes and I was like, oh man, I love this so much because it's like you're creating this like world. And like currently, uh, I want to take some classes in New York and uh, me and my buddies do a, a 
a different podcast where we debate things, but they're put to us on the spot. So it, it's 80% improv. So uh, mm-hmm. no, it's just a fun thing to do, like to escape to a different world and like kind of be somebody else. Yeah. I mean, if, if, like I said, as long as it's done right, um, yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're like not doing it right, then it can be you know a long, a long, t- long time up there. No, totally. Nobody, nobody laughed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we we haven't done it on stage yet. My buddy's a little too nervous to do it on stage, so we mostly we go to a studio by us and record it. So yeah, it's sure. more welcoming environment for right now, rather than silence in the background. Well, you know, like you know, podcasts are so um, you know popular right now. Yeah. Um, if people are just kind of used to people doing that, you know, and it, that's kind of an easier way. I have a lot of friends who are much more comfortable coming in and talking and improvising and bouncing around stuff on a podcast than they are like getting on stage and, and playing around, you know, where you can yeah, see people looking at you. Totally. And I think it's easier to get do than get stage time. I feel like right now, if I was like, Hey, I want to do this show, like at any theater in the city, it might be a little hard, at least with this, they're under 25 minutes. So if somebody checks us out, it's like the perfect, for a drive but no it's fun it's you know it's just one of those things like yeah like you know you can just and you can reach more people you know it's just it's easier for people to click than it is for them to get up and go to a theater you know so yeah yeah now what would you give somebody advice when it comes to like sketch writing like what was like something that how what was your process of writing a sketch um well mine was like getting up and doing it because i would get up and do stuff at clubs which it was kind of hard, especially when you're doing stuff at a stand-up club. You're kind of changing the energy, you know, when you're getting up and doing a character or some kind of weird sketch. Yeah, yeah. You don't have necessarily all the logistical things that you need. Like, you know, you know, it's just, you're on a bare stage that doesn't look like a stage, you know, in a theater. Yeah. So uh, all those things you have to, to, to combat. Um, but for me, it was getting up and, and, and doing it. Now um, that you have... Because the venues aren't as 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 good as they used to be. You know, YouTube, uh, Funny or Die, you know, stuff like that, where you can put up your own sketches. Now, I would say like that's. I mean, that's what I would be doing if I was starting out. I would be putting stuff up online and yeah, you know, what people thought about it, you know, or producing my own stuff. You know, now you've got equipment is so much cheaper. Uh, just to, just logistically be able to 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 film sketches. That's what I would be doing. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. But I still go up and do stuff on stage. Usually, it's like I'm trying to develop a character. Uh, a lot of times, I'm I'll do that just to develop it before I film stuff. Yeah. Before I go and pitch something to Funny or Die or or whatever. And I haven't done like this stuff as much lately because I've been working on more, uh, you know, half hour an hour long kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what I would do if I was doing sketches. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Now, what are some other shows that you're working on right now? I saw you were on Superior Donuts last year. Yeah, that's not on anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's about it. All I have coming up right now, um, it's going to be pilot season, so I'll probably be auditioning a lot, seeing you know what comes up. But um, other than that, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm open. Yeah. So if anybody's got anything. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody listening needs somebody that's hilarious. Jerry Miner is, is there for your taking. And uh, you know, it's funny, you mentioned that you were able to, like you worked with Craig years mm-hmm. before and then you were able to like connect again. I'm sure, obviously you connected off stage, off screen, mm-hmm. but on a show, it was pretty cool when I'm rewatching the rest because I finished with the baby up all night. 
Mm-hmm. It just keeps playing while I'm trying to get her to eat. And then uh-huh. it's like a long process, you know? So uh, I'm rewatching Arrested Development. And it's you and you know, Jay Johnston mm-hmm. you know, together. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, more, more ways than one. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Again, those guys knew us, you know, um, yeah. and, uh, and knew us from Mr. Show. And a lot of other stuff, too. We, we wrote on another show. We wrote on on a... On a uh, Cedric the Entertainer show together, and you know, I'm obviously we're a lot of us that started out at Mr. Show, we're friends and see each other, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was their idea to pair us, pair us up together. No, that show was awesome, mm-hmm. and you came back, the, yeah, even in the movie, in the uh, Netflix movie, we're yeah, wearing, yeah. It, wearing it too. That's awesome. All right, did, were, are you back because I know they're coming out with another season, not in this one, not in the new not one, not this one, no, no, I don't know if I should say that, but no, I'm not in it. <laughs> I'll take that part out, I'll take yeah. that out. Yeah. 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 But then, you know, a lot of times, like the last time, um, they, they were writing that a lot on the fly because people are busy, you know, a lot of that, that, yeah, that yeah. cast, you know, are doing other stuff. And so, uh, I know that, that they got us in at the last minute. Yeah. Um, and I did, uh, Valerie and, um, I forgot the showrunner's name, but they're just like, I could see them writing like off while people were out there filming. They're still yeah, writing yeah. the scripts. And I remember him saying like, I almost forgot the cops and we got you in there. You know? <laughs> they probably just forgot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just couldn't get it in. You know, it's hard when you have that many people are that are in so much stuff. Well, and it's, it's gotten bigger and bigger, you know, yeah. over the years and with the, with the seasons and the Netflix seasons and stuff, there's so many people that have been in that cast. If you look at the cast, cause that never changes. Like once you're, uh, you know, in the cast, you get a number, right? Yeah. So, like number one is the the first person they cast. Yeah. Um, in the in the show, so that's probably um, um, Jason Bateman. Jason, Jason Bateman, right? Yeah. And then Jessica Walters number two, and then whatever goes down, right? Um, so I was, I don't know, seventy eight. You stay, you keep that number. Oh, okay. Forever. So whenever they need seventy eight, it might be five years later. Seventy eight comes in. Well, you get to see like how many people have been added to that, and I don't oh, okay. know. I mean, so there's 500 people on that cast list, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there's somebody that's I'm 587, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, cool, man. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. Just a few questions. Yeah, sure. Before, thanks so much again. This is awesome that you do this. Giving back to people that you know we're. Kind of in your shoes, I guess. I got the time, and usually, like, um, I mean, I, I like doing it. So yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's just like, no, that's really cool. It, 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 people always are like, "You, I fuck, you did this podcast." Like, it's just, like, yeah, I'm not doing anything, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when would you say you said you're the class clown? When would you say like you were like, "I'm, I'm funny"? Did Long you ever think you were funny? Oh, okay. I, yeah. Well, I mean, there, people tell you that. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm just try. I try to be funny. People kept telling me, you know, uh, as long as I can remember. That's awesome. As long as I can remember. Were you writing sketches or doing anything like that on your own then? Like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, um, I don't know if my friends still have this, but uh, when I was in junior high, I made a tape, uh, cassette tape uh, of sketches, just, just the audio sketches that I just thought up. You know, and I, I actually like thought up, like wrote them, thought about the idea. I didn't improvise it. I was like, okay, this is going to be like, and I did all the voices. <laughs> Had some friends do some voices with me, but most of the, most of the sketches I did them. And, uh, and then I uh, gave it to a friend of mine who gave it to his parents and that tape got passed around 
to a bunch of parents. Oh my God. That's awesome. Like, Oh, this is the funniest thing. Um, so that was my first memory of doing stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. How old were you? Do you remember? I was middle school. So I was probably like 12, 13. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, I, I had, and I had been doing that. Oh no, I was probably younger than that. I was maybe like 10 or 11. Cause I, and I'd been doing that for a while too. And I'd make the tapes just for myself. Yeah, yeah. And then I started making it with my friends and passing them around to my friends, and my friends would listen to them. So, yeah. Would you ha- would you ha- would you use like a little one of those like handhelds? A little cassette, yeah, nice. cassette tape. You know, not even one with a mic, like with a little in, you know, in interior mic or yeah, whatever yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. How you press the keys on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Who was your biggest influence? Like when you're like, I want to be funny. Was there anybody you modeled yourself after? Like. Your character. When I first started doing stand up, it was Eddie Murphy. It's a good um, person to to look at. <laughs> was that age? You know, yeah. it was influenced by that. So, like, he, I was, you know, middle school when he came on Saturday Night Live. I was a big fan of Saturday Night Live. And when he came on, and he looked like me, he came up with this different energy and stuff like that. Uh, I was just a huge fan. So, that was what I wanted to be. So yeah. All my stand up was like him. I wore a leather jacket when I went on stage. That's awesome. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was it red or was what color jacket do you have? Uh, it was black and I, I don't know. I remember I had this like it was a it was a weird brand called Troop. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Troop jacket. I had Troop written on the back. Of it. That's all. He he blew up. Like if somebody did that today, how quick he rose because he was nineteen, right? When he was on SNL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. within no time, he was doing feature films, and he was like the number one guy in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, also he probably would have had some other things that people would have I'm discovered. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Different world, you know, back then. Oh, I know. Uh, even yeah. even nowadays, it's like everybody they love, mm-hmm. uh, like people that are running for president, like Democrats, like yeah, run, run, and then like the late one lady from Minnesota just declared. And mm-hmm. now there's like all these stories that she threw office supplies at her employees and that if they, yeah. And then if they left the company, she would call their new boss and badmouth them. Like, yeah. yeah, you better be like, squeak, <laughs> you have to be like squeaky clean nowadays to, to have a big, something oh, big any, happen. Anything, yeah. anybody that's popular because it's just the internet, you know? So it used to be where, there's probably there's somebody out there that has a negative opinion of you or is a detractor. Oh yeah. But now that person has a forum and totally. he can meet, you know, thousands of other people. And it, and it, and since it's the internet, it just seems like, you know, if there's somebody's against you, it seems like there's a group of people, you know, it seems like it's a lot more than it probably actually is, you know? Oh yeah. There's crazy people all over the place, you know? No, I know. <laughs> but now, like you said, they have a forum. That's like, Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you this question, question next, but I'll tell you mine first. But my biggest pet peeve that blows my mind is when you go on the internet and you see an article, whether it be on Facebook or Twitter, and it's like a new movie trailer. You're like, oh, this looks so cool. You click on it. Everything is like negative. And negative. it's like, dude, why did you just spend five minutes like watching it? Because they're like talking about parts in it just to rip it. Like I would love to like talk to that person. Well, and, 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 and that's the thing too, is you're reading it and you don't know if it's somebody who's just like, I'm just going to be negative all day, you know, like <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. no idea what that person is going yeah, through, yeah. if it's a real person, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, th- that's, that's all leads to this. And yeah, then, yeah. so somebody else reads that and they go like, I don't know if this is a real person or not, but they think like, yeah, I, I think that way too, you know? Yeah. Or then somebody else like us goes like, why are you reading that? Now you're, now you're pissing me off because yeah, yeah. I like it, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. 
you read some of those threads, like a hundred people like going back and forth and then they're going on people's like profiles and like picking apart pictures and like, what of the course you wouldn't like it. You don't, you know, yeah, you, you like cats. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. there, is there a pet peeve that you have that there's one thing like nowadays that you're like, man, this is like, this is oh, I mean, yeah. I mean the, the whole internet. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Twitter person, you know, um, I've, I've kind of just, kind of staved off social media just because of that yeah um i mean it's been hard I've, I've, I've seen things that my friends have gone through um i think it's just hard to please get a get a good audience and please everybody um and because there's so much negativity out there in, in the in that space you know especially in that space there's yeah. always going to be somebody that's like no that. i know you don't know who those persons are it might just be a goof it might just be fun you know for somebody but um it just doesn't help the whole. That's my peeve. It doesn't help my, my, uh, my attitude. Yeah. Know? At least back then they had to use a typewriter or handwrite or something. And who's gonna get it? You I send know. a you send a letter to somebody who's gonna goes in garbage. Now you put it out there and everybody can see it. Oh, the know? company. Yeah, the company responds right away. The company sees it. Even if the company doesn't see it, and everybody else that you hashtag or whatever you know, they see it. And you just you, before you. Yeah, we got letters at SNL all the time. You know, they stole this sketch. This sketch is awful. This sketch yeah, is yeah. Awful. Now that person can go on the forum. It doesn't have to deal with the show that you're on or the person, you know. Did you ever see a sketch that you wrote before, like somewhere else? And did you ever think like... No, um, I mean, obviously that's always been a, a thing. Yeah. Um, you know, where people have ideas, and, and especially in comedy and people feel like their ideas are stolen or people do steal ideas and stuff like that. I don't feel like I've ever had anything stolen, s- stolen from me. Um, but sometimes you can be, uh, you can inspire someone. Yeah. Well, and there's definitely been times where I've been like, Hey, that's a lot like my bit, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, but outright like stealing from me. No, I, I, I've never felt, never had that. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I've had situations of like, uh, we came up with that together. Now you're doing it. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or stuff like, I know you didn't steal it, but I'm doing that bit. Somebody's got to, something's got to give here, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's awesome. And, 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 or people coming to me going like, you're doing a similar bit and I'm going like, so what? You know, yeah. I'm, do, I don't care what you do. I'm doing mine, you know? Yeah, uh, it's not like you looked at it. Like there was a big controversy with Louis C.K. Like when he hosted like three, four years ago with the clown sketch. Mm-hmm. You remember? Mm-hmm. And it's like I get the similarities between the two, but mm-hmm. it's totally different. It's a clown. So if you have the idea of a, somebody hiring a clown just for yourself, mm-hmm. like you, nobody can ever do that joke ever do that again. Joke. It doesn't make sense. I've been in situations where somebody's come up with an idea and it's exactly the idea that my friend had that I worked on. And so it's something that they never would see. Yeah. Right. But I still have to bring it up because I work with my friend and my friend's going to think that I took his idea and gave it to Conan or whoever, you know, so I got to go like, Hey man, my friend came up with the idea two years ago. And then Conan goes, what? I don't know your friend. Who's your friend? He's not on TV, but he's going to be mad because I'm here. There's been times where we can't do the sketch. Yeah. You know, somebody came up with a really good idea, but we can't do it because somebody else has seen it somewhere else. before. Yeah. Yeah. And once you've seen it, then you've opened yourself up to, to litigation, even though I know that person didn't see 
is not sealing it. They yeah, didn't yeah. see that. And uh, uncanny stuff too, or they're like, that is the exact idea. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Can't, you know, people do, they do all the time. They're comedy writers, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why comp- comedians don't know that. I'm like, you, you have the same thought patterns. Of course you're going to come up with the exact same. Yeah, yeah. Thing, you know? But then again, I've, I've watched people steal stuff too. Yeah. Outright, you know? So. Definitely in stand-up comedy, you hear stories of that, like verbatim, mm-hmm. like jokes, and you're like, eh, that's not right. Yeah, but I'm, I've also seen people that I know that, they, that there's no way they had any contact with oh, each other, yeah. and, and they said the exact same thing. It just, just happens that way. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. All right, just two more questions, mm-hmm. and then I'll let you go, man. Thanks again. And uh, who was your biggest motivator? Like, who was somebody, was there ever a time, or were you, like, super, like, I'm going to do this? Yeah, it's all me. Yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it would have been the same if I'd have had somebody going like, you should do this, go out and do it, do it, do it, do it. You know, it, sometimes really, for me, it's really personal, you know? Yeah. And um, some people are like that. They'll be like, all right, I don't want to do it now. Cause you told me to do it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's a job thing too. Like, so it's just like, it made me feel so satisfied to be able to go and do it. And when I feel like somebody's going like, go do that, go perform. It's not as satisfying. I do this because, um, I've had jobs where I had to go do what somebody else told me to do yeah. for so long, you know? So this is really, for me, this thing, that's a part of what's, what I enjoy about it, you know, yeah. is, uh, doing what I want to do. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the, I, I think I'm the biggest self motivator. My awesome. kid is, my kid's a pretty big motivator. Like he needs food and diapers and stuff. Yeah. So that's <laughs> My yeah. wife, my wife too. Yeah. <laughs> Diapers are getting low. You're like, okay, I, you know, yeah, I got to do something. Yeah. Now that is exactly. true. Your, your mindset definitely changes. Like as soon as we found out we were having a baby, it was like. The first one? First one, yeah. yeah. It just, everything changed. My whole mindset, it would be like, like even me and my wife, would be like, hey, on a Friday night, we're going to go to the bar. As soon as we found, well, obviously she couldn't drink, but right. as soon as it, as soon as that turned, my whole mindset, I was like. Dude, I don't need to do that, man. I don't. I don't want to do that. Uh, man, you have no idea. Same thing. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm a few months ahead of you now, um, because my life was all, you know, both of ours. We were all going out all the time, yeah. and stuff like that. And we haven't. We're going somewhere tonight. We got the in-laws babysitting. Nice. We haven't been any. We haven't been anywhere. We yeah. went to one party. We went to a Halloween party. Oh, and nice. That's, since the baby's been born, that's it. And none of us, neither one of us have wanted to do. Now we're like, we got it. We got to go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. There's like that fine line. There's some people I know that are like, dude, I had this kid. I got to get out of here. Like me, like, I don't want to. I know. Like leave. Like. I know. <laughs> but I, I, I know it's good for me. It's, it's forcing me yeah, to do that's some true. stuff, you know. And for our, you know, relationship and wife yeah. and stuff like that. It's, it's good for us. I, I got to do it. But if it was up to me, I'd be like, nah, stay here, yeah, whatever, you know. I'm, I'm tired. I don't have time to that. <laughs> did you guys do a group costume with the baby? We did uh, not a group costume. He, oh, okay. he he had a ton of costumes this this year. Oh, nice. Like last, this last year, yeah. Costume change. A lot, a lot of costume changes. He did a few, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're excited for that because we want to do like a group costume, and she'll be nine. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, you're you're you're, you're a perfect um, uh, age. Yeah. So mine was like six months, um, and you know, he's done what, he does stuff he doesn't want to wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just throws it off, you know, like if it's a hat on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, no, it's, it's Halloween is the is the most fun. Yeah, it's for little kids. No, being being a dad is like my dad would always say that, and my dad would get like really emotional, and he'd mm-hmm. be like, "Yo, it's like the greatest thing," and you're like, "All right, dad." Like before, you know, years before I was gonna have a kid, but it's like the greatest thing. It's like enter. It's like the greatest entertainment ever. I mean, I I definitely feel that way. I'm like, oh, I have purpose now. This yeah. is what I was meant to do. Oh yeah, you got like the smile because she's starting to do have emotions. Mm-hmm. So like when she smiles in the beginning, it was like I would like tell my wife like, "Hey, she just smiled at me," and she'd be like, "No, it's probably gas." And then I was right. like, "Oh," but now it's like <laughs> you know it. it. Oh, dude, it's mm-hmm. like the greatest feeling. Yeah. And uh, one more thing, uh, what was that job that you had? Like, what was some of your jobs before? Um, I was a janitor, uh, right before I got hired for second city, I was working in a factory. I was working, uh, in Flint at the uh, automotive paint factory. Oh, okay. Oh uh, yeah. So I was making paint for, for, for Buicks and Cadillacs and stuff like that. And, and then a, you lot did of, that a lot of chemicals in my system. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you'd use that for community. I use a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I remembered uh, when I got hired because I was uh, auditioning. I, I was performing at night, you know, and stuff. Like that. And uh, I would even, I even got like the uh, overnight shift because that one lent me best to be able to perform. I could uh, go and uh, do some shows at night and then go to work. Yeah. Afterwards. Um, but I remember the day that I got Second City, and it was going to be like a month before I started working. But I quit my job. Like, <laughs> like I'm not going to have money for a month. But I don't care, man. <laughs> I quit. That's awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll wing it. <laughs> yeah. Great, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did every kind of manual labor that it, it was. You know, I was a you know a manager at a sneaker store, um, and and not long before I started. Um, performing i was a computer programmer oh, okay. for buick yeah that's what actually got me performing is that um because that was a job that i thought mike i'm going to be doing this forever yeah yeah uh i started working for gm i didn't know that much about uh programming but i knew enough somebody teach me enough and i knew that i would be able to learn more and like this is a career and i got laid off uh-huh. and i was just like you know what i should just like do what i like doing I yeah should, i should go and that that day i went back uh, the day I got laid off, I went back to a comedy club and that lady who was taking classes at second city was yeah, like, yeah. Hey, come to me. So for me, it was like, Oh, I found out like, Oh, it's not just stand up. It's a particular kind of thing. And it just got me back into it. You know? In the Jerry minor biopic, that would be the moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> got laid off. And then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's yeah. awesome, man. So those who can't, right. That's mm-hmm. the name of the show. Those who can't. Who can't. Mm-hmm. Um, Mondays at 10 on true TV. Awesome, man. Well, check it out before true TV t- changes their format again. it's like, you know, now they they got all these comedies, coming I know. Out, you know, and then, uh, I don't, I, I think like after these come out, they're going to go back to like, uh, you know, only, um, cop shows, cop shows or yeah. Yeah. Court TV or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it is crazy how many different like comedy sitcoms that they have. Yeah. I think that's just now, I mean, they, they were going to try to change directions. Right. And, I don't know if that's going to continue. So, yeah. Awesome, man. How would you rate this interview on a scale of one to eight? Eight. Awesome, man. Well, it was great talking to you, man. Thanks a lot, man. And good luck with the family and the little one and going out tonight. You too. He's, I hear him yelling right now, so I'm yeah. going to get him. Try, try, <laughs> try not to uh, you know, call home too much checking on him. Is he right, breathing? Right. Put the phone right next to him. <laughs>
<laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I got a camera. I can do all that. Oh, good, good. Yeah. So you can watch your in-laws, make sure the silverware doesn't get taken. Exactly. Right? <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thanks again, Jerry. All right, man. Have a good day. Hey, you too. I made Jerry Minor laugh. All right. Maybe it was a courtesy laugh, but it was a lot of fun. It was a great interview. Just love the stories that he told. So, Jerry, if you're listening, thank you. And don't forget to check him out on True TV Monday nights, Those Who Can't. It's a comedy about teachers. It's hilarious. Now, stay tuned for the trailer for next week's sequel. Here's the pitch. Going! 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 Oh, no. Not the damn song again. Look out in the cheap seats. The funniest team in baseball is back for their best season ever. All the way! Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn. What was that last pitch you threw me? I call it the Eliminator. Jake Taylor. There's a rookie in camp I'm going to need your help with. What exactly is his problem? Roger Dorn. Come on, Roger. Take one for the team. (laughs) Willie Mays Hayes. And he's out by an eyelash at third. Boy, we never seem to get the close ones. Pedro Serrano. Serrano killed baseball. Making their debuts this season, Jack Parkman, Kamikaze Tanaka, Rube Baker. I bet you're wondering why they call me Rube. No, I got a pretty good idea how that happened. And back in the booth, team announcer Harry Doyle. The Indians are showing signs of life for the first time in weeks. They appear to be beating the crap out of each other. Major League Two. It's a swing and a hit. There you have it. Major League Two. Uh, man, I own this on VHS as a kid. I watch this movie a lot. Haven't seen it in years and definitely changed a little bit from what I remember. But we're going to be talking about Ricky Vaughn and the boys. So check us out next week for that episode. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Sequels Only and recommend a sequel for us to watch. We'll check it out and I'll do my best to find somebody that was involved to interview, get some insight on it. Thanks again. Bye.